I think it is very important to be surrounding yourselves with individuals who have the curiosity because we should want to continually have that, be growing that within ourselves. And if you're someone who listens to the Grow or Die podcast now, this is episode like 310 or so that we're recording right now, you've gotten through all of these episodes, you're likely a very curious individual. But the most important part of this conversation is, you need to be really open-minded to accept the curiosity from people. What is happening, everyone? Welcome back to your favorite podcast, the Grow or Die podcast. I am joined by two very special men today, Cameron Calderon, Brandon, long time, <laughs> back in the studio in Austin, and while we talk about so many things inside, we are going to talk about establishing your discipline as a man, establishing self-belief, how to approach women. And women can also use these same metrics to approach men, women feeling safe in masculine energy, and so much more inside. You guys are going to absolutely love it. So make sure to share us on Instagram, tag us on Instagram, subscribe to the YouTube, give us a thumbs up. And are you guys ready? There's some fire in this one, the longest podcast ever recorded in Grow or Die history. I'll see you inside. So last night, I had the pleasure of seeing Drake as we were discussing here before we uh, hit record. What's most immaculate about this man? So I'm not someone starstruck. When I saw it when Drake walked out and I was that close, uh -huh. I was... I can't lie. <laughs> that's a different level of fame, bro. It, that's a that's a different level. You're talking that's... about generational influence. What are the top twenty most influential people alive right now? Over it the has last to be over the last twenty years, hundred percent, hundred percent. The way that someone, an entertainer in pop culture, is able to shift people's belief system, thought process—it's scary. Yep, but. Drake comes out and he says, hope y'all don't mind if I play some nostalgia for y'all. And he starts hitting this Take Care album and like, yo, when Take Care dropped, like mm. we, we've all been in tough positions, but the toughest position of a man's time, in my opinion, there's two. One is when you hit that high school age. You're like in the 13, eighth grade, 14, 15 years old. And then number two is like the early 20s, like the 22, 23, 24. Brutal, brutal times for men. And 100% of men go through this extreme ego growth in those time periods. And we don't have any tools equipped to handle those things. Mm. My fucking tool, what was my tool? My tool was this album. I'm not kidding. Yeah. Mm. No, especially like songs like Trust Issues came out. I saw he, that's what he started with yep. last, last yep. night. Trust Issues, oh, Marvin's whoa. Room was a huge. Dude, he started with listen, that. Listen, when he hit that, oh, what do, what do men I, have? I have chills now. I When he said yep. that, I had chills down my spine mm -hmm. in this concert. It just went, you heard it for the first time come out of his mouth and you've been listening for how many years? Dude. And it, just to be able to replay that feeling you used to feel back when you were younger, when you first heard it, bro, I can't even imagine. Bro, it took me back to shooting hoops. Yep. Dad's house on Spruce Drive back in Springfield, Ohio. <laughs> I was shooting hoops. I would, I would listen to to Drake. I would you know listen to this album and it would just be like so 
you're just going through it, man. Mm-hmm. You're just going through it. And like Marvin's Room was like such a big deal. I would say like to this day, Marvin's Room is one of my top five favorite songs. I agree. But when this person has had this level of influence on your life and now you're watching him, he's right. I mean, you guys saw how close I was to him. There was li- literal points where like you yeah. reach out and touch him. Like yeah. obviously you never, but like right. there's literal points where he was like there. Honestly. It's unbelievable, dude. And like, yeah, I think about the things about his and his phone contacts. He can get whatever he wants in the world right now. Oh, I would love to go through his contacts. Sanity. Anybody that, that you can think of, he has their number. He has, or he and has probably access. has a thread with. You're right. There's a thread. You can just go to their messages, and there's a thread. It would sure. be absolute insanity, mm. just how how well connected this guy is. But from an entertainment perspective, what was fascinating to me, like you guys have both been in front of a camera, and obviously, like this is a huge part of my life is doing this Grow and I podcast, putting entertainment and value out there, and I'm watching this guy perform. There's not a single filler word. There's not a single screw up of a word. There's no lag. There's just delivery. All it is is delivery and this consistency with this insane amount of execution. Like he's just hitting. You think he's tired of it? Bro, that passion? Yeah. That was intense. Well, you have to understand. That's what makes him legendary, though. Like, right? His songs from 2008. 2005 people still know every word Crazy. and that's Uptown. what right or forever i see all this money through my ohio yep. state buckeyes yeah there's yeah. just so many different ways that he's connected with so many different audience members different demographics where he's made them feel an emotion like you just said that that line specifically you love that song because you love the buckeyes and he says that and you're like oh let's go that's my shit right mm-hmm. you know everybody else has their own favorite thing and i think something else special about drake is he's not just an art- artist he's not just a performer he's not just a rapper he's a promoter yeah everybody wants to have a feature with drake they want to have a song with drake the guy we were just chatting about a little bit he got a you know a freestyle with Drake and his whole life changed. He changes rappers' trajectory in an instant just from being associated with them. It's funny you say that. I've seen him work with like not really that famous of rappers. Right. Crazy, huh? Like mm-hmm. that, maybe that JB Blockboy guy. Yeah. Like he Chris Bob Blockboy, Bob Blockboy. Yeah, that one. Yeah. That one. And the song blew up and then yep. he got so popular. Yeah. So yeah, that's crazy. But that's how Drake was put on. Mm-hmm. Lil, Wayne Lil Wayne brought him in. Lil Wayne. And you were like, who's Drake? And mm-hmm. they had Transform You, which was an okay song, but they had another one first before Transform You. And um, it, it was it, like, that's how he was really discovered. It was that one with uh, Forever with, with Eminem, Eminem, Drake, that was a big Kanye. One. Kanye. That was yeah. insane. That was an insane That's like a six song. minute song of just bars. Yeah. That was my jam. So Let's that was see. Great. Yeah. There was <laughs> Ransom in 2008. Uh, there was Miss Me in 2010, but you know, Drake was already decently um, big by. Uh, and what was he doing by before that, that point? Degrassi. Um, yeah, he was. A, he was an actor. Yeah, yeah, he was. And they played some snippets from that last night. It was absolutely insane. The evolution of his talent was next to none. He just kept getting better at whatever he was doing. Two thousand eight. I love the way he carries himself, though, too. He really talks about- Oh, my gosh, yeah. He talks about it all the time. You know, he talks about mental health all the time. Yep. He talks about 
people he doesn't trust, yep. how he doesn't let people into a circle, how he doesn't care about the outside noise of other things going on. Yep. Like he's just very to himself and his group yep. because he understands how easy it is to get distracted and go backwards and yep. go down. Yep. You see it with a lot of artists that, you know, get to this point of fame or not even just artists, you know, other just professions that get to a level of fame and they start going backwards because they let the wrong people in yeah. and they they stop doing what they were doing to get there. Don't you always kind of worry about that when you see someone like really come up because we've seen it so many times, like these people come up with all this talent. You see it with sports all sports. Well. I was just about to say that same and, thing. Um, was it Conor McGregor, Lamar Odom, Look at Conor McGregor. Lamar Odom, yeah. Was it Lamar Odom? Who, yeah. Like he was paying everyone's phone bills, rent bills, yep. car bills. Everything. Yep. Dude, th th those aren't good friends. Mm -hmm. You're not surrounded by the right people. To, to, to tie this loose end together before I, I want to move on to the emotions that you feel when you listen to Drake or like what you guys like feeling when you're listening to music as in you're also both into EDM and it's a vast difference between EDM music mm -hmm. and then what Drake puts out. But there's some interesting crossover. According to Complex.com, which looks like it's a very reputable entertainment music site, they say in 2008 during the MTV VMAs, 2008, mm -hmm. you guys, I was 15. Yeah. 2008 VMAs, Wheezy rapped Drake's Money to Blow verse to the beat of his own song, which was misunderstood. At the end of the verse, he screamed, Drizzy Drake, I love you, boy. And at that point, the searches for Drizzy Drake skyrocketed. Um, Drake obviously went by the name Drake. People called him Drizzy. Mm -hmm. That was Lil Wayne's kind of... Um, nickname for him they actually met so drake has us on november 18th mm -hmm. that was the date that he met lil wayne in houston after drake got dumped by his girlfriend mm -hmm. um and he was like in a rut he was real sad went out to houston and i'm not sure if you guys are familiar with it i very recently become uh um enlightened to the rap culture in houston it is in like rap runs through Houston. I yeah. had no idea. I had no clue Travis how Scott, right? insane mm -hmm. no. Houston was. Mm -hmm. Um, so they met there, which is a really cool note. And Drake kept talking about last night how influential Texas has been in his life. All of his music. So much. If you music. think if you think about all the things I didn't realize. Yeah. You know, all my exes live in Texas. Yeah. Like George Strait. So <laughs> he he said last night, he's like, I hope y'all like don't mind. I'm I've been on tour for a few months. I'm sure you guys have seen the lineup, but I ain't talk about Texas and other states because I don't think they're ready for that Texas heat. So I'm gonna bring some of that flavor in the place. Erupted, yeah. bro. Went insane. And he's just singing Texas song. And I'm like, yeah. damn, this dude does rap about yep. Texas yeah. a lot. Talks about Texas girls. So much. They'll say like bro. got Houston, Dallas, Austin, Texas, talking about all of it. Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen. When I say I have never seen this caliber of women in my life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, no, I no. Yeah. If you're looking for where the most beautiful women in the world are at, go to the next Drake concert because this is insanity. This is complete insanity. These women are looking the best they have ever looked in their lives for mm -hmm. this show yeah. just to be in a Constantly. Oh, they want to catch them. They want peep. bro. They, they want they want to catch. They want Drake to peep them just a little bit. How do you think that works? As far how as you think, how, how you think that works? How do you think that works? So 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 like look 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 like listen. I'm in the crowd. I we are surrounded by beautiful women in our life, and it's it's yeah. it's oh, we're surrounded by beautiful people. Right. Uh -huh. All of us are beautiful men. Uh -huh. 
We are surrounded by beautiful women. Uh. No, no, this shit was a different caliber, you guys. I'm talking the average rating on that GA floor was a 9.9, and I'm not kidding or exaggerating. Oh, yeah. So this guy's walking around the stage. Uh. The the immediate stage is, like, lit up. I mean, you guys saw the mm-hmm. video. Where, like, I'm lit up. Yeah. Like, yeah. there yeah. was definitely a time where Drake, like, glanced at, like, we saw each other 100%. He's just like seeing these beautiful who were all there for him going nuts, singing his songs. How do you think that works? How do you think it works for him to acquire? Like, hey, I want, I want to chat with you. Um, you got to yeah, yeah. elaborate. K- K- Cameron's got a thought. No, I, I, I think it's redundancy at this point. He's been doing it for so long. He sees so many beautiful girls, and I think those nine point nines on the floor. That's he doesn't want that. I don't think he wants that. I think he wants the girl that doesn't look at him up as a king. Ooh. Yeah, someone, some yeah, some, people that are different. Like, I mean, like you said, all of these girls were dressed to the nine, trying to impress him. The girl that's going to really impress him is the girl that's not trying to impress no. him. That's going to be more impressive because it's going to stand out. All those girls were probably, again, like you said, just beautiful their best outfit, their best heels, the best everything. Not saying this other girl's not going to put effort into it, but she's not going to be going there to get Drake's attention. Mm-hmm. She's going to be going there to listen to the music and be around the environment and the energy. And that stands out more than people he, that are trying to. He'd probably rather pick up a girl at like this local coffee shop who's like just like very cute and like to herself. And like it's not as much like fangirling. Yeah. His masculine urge, I will say, there's nothing more unattractive than fan. Well, you gotta in also, terms of a romance. You got to also think about it, too. Drake's not a, he's not a bodybuilder. No. Though he's still a man, he's not a bodybuilder. So his own, and I don't want to we'll get into this in a little bit, his image and his confidence in himself is so much greater than a lot of the people that we're surrounded by. So the way that he thinks about himself and carries himself and what he thinks about vastly different from a lot of what we're used to a lot of the things that we are the people around us think about he's not stimulated not very easily do we know that though because all we know is the character of drake all we know is what we see camera facing when he has to be on what i wonder about because this is something we've seen so often And you and I chatted about this the other day. Like, we're very good at picking up on insecurity versus confidence. I think you're pretty good at it as well Mm because your confidence has grown so much since I met you. And Mm -hmm. once once you see every man, every single man on this planet has insecurities that are deep-rooted. And some of those will never go away. There's always going to be some compensations for that. I'm I'm assuming women are likely the same way. But I do believe that men have more deeper-rooted, like deep, deep, deep insecurities. Once you've been a wholly insecure individual, and then you kind of change your life and reinvent yourself a bit into becoming an actual confident individual, it very much so exudes. But it's very easy to pick up on the insecure people who are just fronting for everything. And like I've said in some recent content I've put out on social media, that's my current disconnect with bodybuilding Mm -hmm. is, man, these men are so pathetically incompetent and insecure in what they're able to do because they're just growing more muscles to run away from, you know, the issues what they're they really have feeling, in life. Yeah. So what I wonder, every successful individual I know has a few traits. One of those traits is just 
they do not see themselves in that manner whatsoever, no matter how much money, no matter how much praise, no matter how much anything, they are reluctant to accept any of it. Another one of those things is the extreme fear of going backwards. I recently, this is an individual that I know, but I recently um, heard a story on a podcast where this man um, was friends, uh, close friends with a male that was worth $6 billion. He made some investments, he yada yada, and his net worth went down to $4 billion. Net worth is constantly fluctuating Mm -hmm. at that level. When he went down to $4 billion, he stopped eating because he felt like he couldn't afford to eat until he made that money back. Right. He wasn't vacationing. He wasn't doing, he wasn't door dashing. He wasn't, he was nothing. He grinded until he made that money back because he had such a sense of scarcity that had set in and his self-worth had dropped tremendously Right from 6 billion to 4 billion. And I don't think people quite understand that. And that put a lot into perspective for me. I've worked my way into a financial position that, wow, five years ago, I wouldn't have been close, but hopefully five years from now is not close to where I'm at now. Mm. But man, there's some days that it's like, Ooh, I don't, I, I, I feel tight. I feel like this doesn't really feel good for me to deserve a DoorDash today or for me to deserve a nice thing today. I've got to go make money. Drake, th- this is deep rooted and in insecure. Oh yeah, for sure. That every single man has, although I will say, and we're going to get to this in a little bit. I think Brandon's breaking this a bit and I love seeing it for you. It's because of how in tune with your feminine energy you are as well. Mm-hmm. Drake has some of that though. Why else would he chase? Why else would he continue pushing? Mm-hmm. You can love the work. You can feel passionate about the work. You can have a creative mind, but you're not pushing for more anything other than status. And that was the third note that I had is all of these people, (laughs) I sit at the table with these people who can literally call Governor Abbott Mm -hmm. on the phone and get an answer right now. And they feel like they are completely powerless. They feel like they aren't heard. They talk about the elite. They talk about the rich. They talk, And I'm like, what are you? Yeah. Like what? Right. And you just realize there's levels to this. Right. For as great as Drake is, he ain't LeBron. There's that's a different level. Mm-hmm. LeBron's a different level. Um, he's not the president. That's a different level. Mm-hmm. Is he even Beyonce? I don't think so. That's a different level, right? And something to like kind of tie that in. When you operate out of fear, nothing will ever be enough. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't matter how many girls, how much money, how many friends, cars. It doesn't matter. When you're operating from a place of trying to validate your insecurities, trying to heal it by masking it, it'll never be enough, ever. Talk more about fear. How do you know if you're operating out of you start fear? to You start to feel those kind of instances where, oh, I lost $2 billion. I can't, I'm not eating until I get $6 million. You know, those types of things. Little types of, or little... Fear of not succeeding. Yeah, like mm-hmm. little tiny things of how you operate from, I need this client. I need this something to happen or else I'm not going to be able to live the life I want to. Or things like that are going to start to show a little bit more of what needs real work versus what you're working on. You know, it's not, I talked to Cameron about this yesterday. It's not always that you need to work more and work harder. You just might be working on the wrong thing. 
You know, for example, if you wanted, you know, this tied into bodybuilding, you wanted to get to a hundred clients and you're working so hard on content, you're working hard on education, but you just can't, you know, figure out how you're not scaling this. Mm -hmm. there's a, there's a bigger problem. Mm -hmm. Why are you trying to scale this so hard? Why do you feel like where you're at right now is not worth being proud of? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's when you start to operate out of fear that you'll never be enough. First of all, why do you even want a hundred? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Those types of Such things. Such an arbitrary number. Right. Why, why do you want to have, you know, to make X, Y, Z a month. Like status almost. Cause like the coaches what is that, that going have to make over a hundred clients have like a certain status. What is it so going to make you feel that? right mm -hmm. to, to have this versus what you're doing right now. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people before you go, I think a lot of people are, are afraid to ask themselves the most simple question on the planet. It's one word and three letters. Why? Mm -hmm. Why do I want this? Why do I do this? Why do I hang out with this person? And if you could identify those things in a positive light, awesome. But if you identify it in a negative light, that's operating out of fear. Mm -hmm. You're doing it out of fear. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I, I think I think what the last thing you just said was really important to kind of sum up the previous topics. And that is, I think if you're working to get 100 clients, I don't think that's necessarily bad. Uh, I think the the reason behind it is is mm -hmm. why you're doing it, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's the whole, are you doing it to get a hundred clients mm -hmm. or are you doing it to have financial freedom? Mm -hmm. Right. You know what I mean? Like what if, you the know, status of having a hundred clients, right. the status of whatever financial income that hundred clients brings you, or do you want to change a hundred people's lives? Right. Mm -hmm. Correct. So if you ask yourself why, and again, if you can identify it in a positive light, I want a hundred clients or to change a hundred people's lives. Awesome. You're in the right spot. You're doing the right thing. You're not operating out of fear. If you identify it as, well, when I get to a hundred clients, I'm going to be able to do X, Y, Z. You're not doing it in a positive light. You're operating out of a fear of something traumatic, probably that happened when you were younger or um, to avoid something else happening that you have seen or experienced when you were, you know, earlier in your life. This brings me to a thought that I've struggled with recently. Um, this theory of reinventing yourself. People love talking about it. Mm -hmm. They love acting like they're brand new. And I've worked on X, Y, and Z. I've identified that I have these issues. I've identified that these are the solutions for the issues. Almost as if taking the malleability of the situation out and making this a very concrete thing. I am now healed. I am now fixed. I'm good. So I'm brand new, right? My opinion, I've seen both of you guys reinvent yourself. When I met Brandon, just lost like F I'd give him an F <laughs> when I met Cameron Cameron had just picked up a camera because Brandon had influenced him to do so, but no purpose, like uh -huh. no, no idea whatsoever. Great. Vibes, like though. I mentioned as a man, not having purpose, tough place to be. Mm -hmm. So who you were then you were just Cameron. Mm -hmm. Like now, obviously you've grown into a friend. Mm hmm. 
you guys have reinvented yourself through this time, but you both are still cognizantly aware of, oh man, I'm really far away. And like the further you go, the more you become aware of how much work you have to do. Mm -hmm. So my first prompt for you guys, Cameron, I'd love to hear from you because Brandon was such a guiding influence for you. And then I know that you've been able to link up with other highly successful individuals. If mm -hmm. if you want to name drop, you can, I won't, I won't put your business out there, yeah. but would this have ever been possible? Would this version of Cameron have been possible if you didn't have mentors guiding you? No. So, um, I don't think it's necessarily um, – okay, so Brandon was the first person in my life to ask me the serious questions. I never had someone ask me questions, the real questions to make you think. Talk about that. What's a real question? Uh, what do you want to do? What do you have a passion for? Why? I would, the first time he asked me that, I fumbled on my words. And so I'm like – and I thought about it and I'm like, man, this is actually like – tough and you think about it and you think about it and then we talked about you know what what I do now and getting into that and stuff um I think it's so important to have someone that questions what you're doing in a positive way and that ultimately is what a mentor is whether you don't title them as that mm -hmm. right I think in some areas of Brandon's life I'm a mentor to him Absolutely. and vice versa right you know people that you know I think from the gun without knowing Brandon that well yet, he was, lo he looked out for me mm -hmm. and, and it's as simple as asking the questions. Mm -hmm. You know, if you really care about someone and care about you know, who they are, you know, and their well being, mm -hmm. you know, what do you want to do? Well, you're asking that cause you care. I've had no one ask me what I want to do ever growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I just went through kind of the motions and he kind of challenged that in a good way. And it, you know, the past year and a half, it's literally black and white. So before I met Brandon, my life was one way. And then, then I met Brandon and it's totally different. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Like, like that was the genesis. That was the gateway yeah. was meeting Brandon. To finding myself. Absolutely. I think the, the biggest thing for Cameron and a lot of people are going to relate to this, what I'm about to say right now, we all just want somebody to believe in us. Because sometimes it's hard to believe in ourselves. Mm -hmm. And when somebody else shines a light on something you never even thought about or an idea that you could possibly be something way bigger or greater than you've ever thought of. Mm -hmm. Now the question, another simple question becomes how? Mm -hmm. And then you start to have that conversation and then you answer it yourself. Mm -hmm. How can I be a really good photographer? What would that look like? What resources would I need? Who would I need to come in contact with? What would I need to purchase? What kind of gear would I need? How do I start? You start to answer those questions just by asking super simple things like how and why. And, and, I, and, and it's so simple, right? It's it so, is. It's People so simple. overcomplicate everything. It's so simple, man. Like you, you, you meet someone and it's so simple to ask them the, the like questions like that. Why are you a software engineer? Yeah. Why are you a software engineer? That's the first thing he asked me. Do you, you know, like that? Do you like it? I'm like, um, I don't know. He's like, what do you like doing? And you know, the, the, the progression. Right, of, right away, he was just kind of like. The, confused, uh, confused. It's okay. Right. I'm like, what do you mean it's okay? This is something you went to school for. You paid a lot of money to have this degree and you're going to do it for the rest of life, your life. And you, you're saying it's okay. Mm. That's how you want 
people to view what Cameron does. Oh yeah, it's okay for him. Yeah. So I just saw something different in him from an energy standpoint that he was just capable of so much more than it's okay. So the listeners now mm-hmm. are asking themselves a question, why? Right. Maybe they're asking themselves the how. Right. They're coming to the conclusions of what I'm doing is okay. Why I'm doing this actually isn't for me. It's because this is what my parents did, or this is because my guidance counselor, this is because this is just an easy route for me, Mm -hmm. yada, yada. It's not practical for everyone to just go make a buddy who questions you. And if you don't have that, that's where I start getting into the realm of, okay, this is going to cost money, but we should hire someone to help us figure this this next step out, which is kind of where like a mentor, you know, whatever yep. word you want to call that person is, yeah. you need to have someone help you, help guide you who's been through the path before. And it's not even about, I mean, you could hire per se, you reach out to someone who is in a different career field than where you want to go. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean that individual won't be able to help guide you into Mm -hmm. the direction Mm -hmm. that you're meant to to be. Mm -hmm. When people, passion is a universal language that looks a little bit different on everybody, but it's it's widely understood. When you're operating with it, you can tell. Yeah, And your entire life kind of falls suit because the purpose, the cup of purpose is continually filled up. Right. Listeners are listening to this. My advice, grab a mentor. Who do you look up to? Whose content do you consume most often? Um, Because obviously it's making you feel something. I think the way that we're consuming content is from a heightened sense of emotional and intellectual competence now compared to where it used to just be solely entertainment focused. People want value with entertainment. They want both of these things. There's very few people who can actually manage that. So if you're managing, if you're providing the entertainment and the value, you're captivating this audience, then you're really niching yourself into those individuals. Mm. I would reach out to the person who you find yourself consuming their content or looking forward to their content, or you allow their content to call you out because there's a big part of this that, hey, if you're really willing to go down this path Mm -hmm. of reinventing yourself, you're going to need someone to call you out. You're going to have to be real vulnerable. You're going to have to be able to kind of rip your heart open. I know um, Urban Meyer used to do this thing. It's really easy to use college football coach as an example. But when there was adversity, when his team was facing adversity, he would like pull open his chest like a Superman cape. But what that meant was like, like tear your heart out and lay it on the line right now for Mm -hmm. yourself and for the people around you. Right. That's what I recommend for people to do. Tear your heart out and allow yourself to be torn to nothing because right now you can't answer the why with any sort of internal validation. It's all for external measures. Mm-hmm. You're living someone else's life. And I think that's a difficult place to be. When I met you, Brandon, not a lot going right for you. And now you have an apparel company that's, you know, making good moves. Everyone's familiar with Pivot. Um, by the time that this drops, um, this will be close to October, where I believe you guys are doing one drop per week, one shirt drop per week. Is yep. that correct? Yeah, we have we would have just finished up 
the September drop on yeah. the 26th. And then we're doing a shirt a week in October. And I know that everyone listening to the podcast has now gotten the, the latest drop. So their stuff should be in. So make yep. sure to tag it while you're listening to the podcast. 100%. I know that you guys all use code Mahaley at checkout to support your boy. Share your swag um, with us. We want to see how it looks. Yeah, yeah. We want to see how it looks. But you had a very interesting run in. Yeah. On the bridge last night. You guys were shooting yep. some content. Yeah, we did. And um, which I think is really cool. You yeah. guys were just approaching strangers. Yeah. And you had a very friendly uh face and familiar face to myself, yeah. maybe the friendliest face you've ever seen yeah. walking your way on the bridge. Um, and it happened to be Megan Davis, yeah. who you guys are all very familiar with. Yeah. Um, talk to me about how that interaction went. I I I could not believe when I heard it, because she messaged me as well. When I heard it, I was like, no way. Her and she is yeah. fascinating. Yeah. It was so authentic. Yeah. The because I've never met her. Mm-hmm. And you know, we don't follow each other. You know, we yeah. didn't follow each other on social media. Yeah. So I don't really know what she looks like. Yeah. I've only heard about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And great things about her, by the way. <laughs> yeah, if great, it came from great, me. Great. <laughs> yeah. And so, and so we're we had just uh, asked the first person to, you know, do our little shoot for us. Yeah, yeah. We're asking random people to to model our clothes. Um, you know, at first, super awkward, but, but we had just done the first one. Yeah. And then now we we were looking for a girl to do it because we had a very feminine shirt. Um, mm-hmm. It's pink, mm-hmm. blue, not saying guys can't wear it, but it would look really good for what we're trying to do in a girl. Mm-hmm. And we're looking for a, a girl that's a little bit, you know, the vibe we're looking for. Mm-hmm. And I see her walking towards me and... And I was like, oh, this girl will be perfect. And I saw she had a dog. And I was like, ah, she's walking her dog. I really don't want to. I was like, what do you think? Like a dog? And he's like, he literally goes to me, nah, fuck that. No dog. (laughs) Literally. That's what he said. You don't like Frank? And he's like, what's wrong with Frank? (laughs) And then uh, I was like, ah, you're right. And then she like walked by and like we made eye contact and it was a, it was different eye contact than just like how somebody like looks somebody on the bridge. Yeah, yeah. And like, it was almost like- You look familiar. We huh? recognized each other, but right. didn't, because we've never met. And so she walked by and then I just in my in my heart, I was just like, ah, oh, damn, I should have asked her to do it. And I looked at camera, I was like, I should have asked her to do it. If she walks by again, if she's coming from behind me, because we're, we're, we're looking opposite ways, we're sitting across from each other. If she comes back from behind me, let me know, I'm going to ask her. Yeah. Within like a minute, 60 seconds, He's like, she's coming back. She just goes down to the bridge, turns yeah, around and comes She's back. coming back. And I was like, all right, cool. Grabbed a shirt. And then I walked up to her and I was like, excuse me, my name's Brandon. She's like, I know who you are. And I was like, oh, and I made the connection instantly. instantly yeah. Because now I'm like, she's looking at me. She smiled. And I was yeah. like, her hair's different from when I last time saw her. Yeah. She looks different, right? Yeah. And so we made the connection instantly. I was like, Megan Davis. I was like, oh my goodness, nice to meet you. Hey, we're doing a shoot with random people. Thought you'd be great for it. You have some time that you'd be, be able to, you know, model our shirt for us real quick. Dog included. Yeah. And dude, she took it, ran with it. She killed it. Killed it. It was a lot of fun. Held yeah. the dog up. She yeah. was super cool. And yeah. the energy was great. Um, yeah, I'm super happy that we ran into her. She has my favorite. I'll, 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 I'll shout this from rooftops. I'll get a fucking blimp that says it. That's the best energy of any human alive on this entire fucking planet. She makes you calm. Yeah. Excited. Mm-hmm curious right you want to talk about questions yeah that's the best question i 
have told every single friend of my life and her and Danielle have recently made a close connection. Um, I just, me and Megan, your sister, were just on the phone the other day. And I was like, man, next time you're in Austin, you have to meet Megan Davis. Like this woman is in captivating. She, I just want to be immersed in her energy at all times. I I want, if every single, me and Amanda Bucci were talking about her at the gym actually just yesterday. And I was like, I, like she's like this secret pearl of society, like meaning Megan Davis. If everyone knew her and everyone had access to her, it just wouldn't quite hit the same. She has a large following. She has a ton of people know who she is. Mm-hmm. But man, she she she's one of my. She's probably my favorite piece to just world this world itself because her influence on me. You know, we when we became friends to mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. when Megan and I got back in each other's life. The change in me as a professional, as a man, as a human, that's when all this shift started happening. That's when this shift started happening. That's when I realized, wait, I'm not connected with the work that I'm doing right now. I'm not happy. I'm allowing certain individuals to coexist in my environment that are not conducive to what I want to do and to the things that I believe in. Start asking why. And you start asking why. Mm -hmm. That's what I was circling back to. You start asking the why. And it's like, dude, I'm doing this to make other people happy on a bodybuilding stage. Right. I love my competitors. I don't love dealing with people who don't deserve to win. Right. And there's a large difference between that. And right. now I'm cool holding that standard. Mm-hmm. I'm cool saying goodbye. Right. I, I, I had this conversation with an athlete just as I was coming up. By the way, it's kind of funny. I just propped my feet up on the furniture here like I own the place. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I kind of got a little bit more slouch. Like yeah, slouch dude. Yeah. yeah, I'm chilling. I'm relaxed. Come arm around him. I am cozy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hop in. We're Honestly, gonna record the podcast. All three of all us, all three together. Yeah. yeah, now it's a casting couch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> Not getting paid for this. <laughs> um, so, um, what was I even discussing? <laughs> start asking Lord. yourself the, the how, the, the yeah. why, so you know, of, your, of your own career path. What you, what I want to do is how deeply integrated can I truly impact people? Because you realize for some individuals, some helping them win bodybuilding shows unlocks a new level of life for them and new levels of depth for them and new levels of everything. I had an athlete turn pro with me who had told me for the last 16 weeks, I've been a terrible mom and that has to be priority one to fix at the end of prep. Dude, do you know how fucking nasty that made me feel? From do you know, do you have standpoint? any idea how fucking terrible even thinking about that right now makes me feel we're no longer working together? Because for 16 weeks, the I mean, again, this is not on you, but for 16 weeks, for 16 weeks, this, it as this um, child has four year old, four year old fucking child, four year old child has received less than what she deserves for from her mom for 16 weeks and that i can see how that's very tough to digest but that's not on you no it's not it's not i mean you're doing your job you guys are doing your job you guys it's not i'm not gonna say i'm not trying to make you feel better because that's that's not the goal i mean i'm not trying to make you feel better how you take it is how you take it but it is a hundred percent on the mother to make i don't the, the right decision 
And you there's know, some responsibility that you bear is you're the, like my, here's my responsibility. Okay. If you would have told me eight weeks ago, Hey, I've been a bad mom for eight weeks. I'm gonna be like, I'm not prepping you. You need to get out of prep. You need to fix yourself. You're prepping for a pro car. How about you be a pro mom? How about you be a pro wife? How about you be a pro human being? How about you turn pro and being a fucking human being and handling your responsibilities? But the sport has warped her into thinking that this status means anything. And it doesn't. The other side of this, I work with Brad Helm, who is my favorite. I will put it on record right now, my favorite athlete that I've ever worked with. Why? Everything I ask him to do, it gets done in a concise manner. He communicates. He continues his professional responsibilities, which are much more challenging than the individual that I was just discussing. And he, he maintains a very healthy relationship with his girlfriend, who is like cheering him on, messaging me on Instagram. Erica is phenomenal. I love those two humans and I've never even met them, but I love them based off the way he handles himself and the way she supports. And he's a world champion, yeah. a world champion in professional bodybuilding. This isn't just a pro card, right? This is a world champion in professional bodybuilding. I'm friends with the guy as you guys are as well. We're friends with Nick Walker. Mm -hmm. He's number three in the world on the planet right. and the way he handles his responsibilities. Mm -hmm. I can hit him up right now, eight weeks out. I'm sure it's hard. I'm sure it's challenging. He's going to give me unbelievable energy, mm -hmm. unreal. We could FaceTime him and he's going to answer and be there for us. Right. And that is, that's a professional. Right. That is a professional being a pro in life and where my disconnect is. And man, you guys, if I'm being honest with you, it's probably 40 or 50 clients that I've gotten rid of since Megan and I have been friends again because you just send me a check and it rubs me the wrong way and I don't like the way that you're handling yourself. You're not growing. Then You're not getting better. But the issue is now that's, your, that's the impact. I'm immersing myself in that impact for what, a $400, $500, $300 a month yeah. payment? Right, yeah. I'm pulling myself down. My energy, my enlightenment, not my emotional intelligence down mm -hmm. to match you at your level. Because as a coach, as a leader, I have to meet you where you are. Mm -hmm. And then I have to lead you to where you want to go. I'm not trying to toot my own horn. I'm a world champion bodybuilding coach. There's no higher level status you can achieve than a world championship in bodybuilding. So I'm the mule that can get you there, mm -hmm. but my mule's done riding for people that are not going to handle it in right. every component of their life. And I don't want to work with them. My energy feels off. My energy feels nasty. It, then I have to cleanse myself of that. I'm working with enlightened individuals. And this brings me to where I've been discussing with you. My next level of coaching is high-performance coaching. I've talked about it on the podcast. There's four people I'm working with right now that I'm able to actually change yep. their lives yep. through bodybuilding, through just fitness. Mm -hmm. You can only impact so much. Right. How I view it is basketball practice, right? You go to practice for two hours and you leave practice. You're, you guys both were football players. So, so that's one we can all, you did, absolutely did not hoop. <laughs> I came off the thing. bench, baby, sixth man of the year. You were definitely the ninth man. That's okay. That's okay. No, I hit some threes. In the blowouts. The I hit end. some threes, baby. Okay. Some might <laughs> Some I hit a one game tying one. Okay. There you once. banked it in. Yep. You, you banked it in. That made, that's part. It's because I had ankle socks on though. No one told me that I couldn't wear it. 
I, I had to wear high socks with my J's. Your mom made Cheryl made you wear goggles so your eye didn't get. No, poked. my I had my my hair was. That, <laughs> I, I was a big big Bieber fan at the time. Uh, this was the Bieber era. I guess you looking like a believer. Yeah, so I was like whipping my hair, combing yeah. my pocket. Type I see vibe. that. Yeah. Um, some Zac Efron vibes. Oh, dude, little, Zac, Zac Efron still is the vibe. Is he, he's, man, dude, that's a beautiful human right there. He's so funny. Yeah, yeah. I love his stuff. Yeah, I, I, I bet his energy is fantastic. Yeah. But you know, you leave basketball practice and you just leave it there. Like yep. you're done with you're done with the duty for the day. Right. Um. What I what I'm looking to do is like, okay, you have fitness and all right, dude. I've talked about it for so long. Like you have your meals, you have your cardio. Like you never leave bodybuilding, whatever. Nah, dude. Meal takes ten minutes to eat, mm-hmm. right? Uh, training session, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cardio, call it half hour. Supplements, call it 10 minutes. Oh, no. So there's 20 hours in the day that you're not actively bodybuilding. 20, right. 20. So for those 20 hours and, and body space building as well, like just improving fitness, yeah, sure. right? Yeah. This is everyone included. For those other 20 hours, what are we doing? So this discipline that you have in bodybuilding, I'm going to heighten that in the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. We do need to talk about routine. Mm-hmm. I sent a message to a client before I came in here, and I really, really loved the message. And I loved um, exactly the way that I was able to to portray it to him. But Wait, well, he before, was asking about, yeah. Before we move on to the routine, I want to, I want to touch on what you were chatting about yeah. of fitness. Yeah. And why I believe it is the foundation of a quality life. Mm -hmm. If you are not taking care of yourself physically, there's no way that mentally you're operating at a high level because your body is, you're out of shape. Mm -hmm. You're not, you know, pushing yourself in in a physical way. How are you going to equate the same kind of energy mentally? Mm -hmm. So you need to be, and I made, I made a post about this and I got a lot of hate on it, you know, last week of, the people around you, including yourself, need to be exercising. Yep. If they're not exercising, they are limiting themselves mentally. You got hate on that? Believe yeah. it or not, yeah. So people think that it's not okay to expect individuals to have some sort of physical output? Yeah, this guy actually messaged back on it and was like, you know, I have a group of friends. Um, I work out every day and I have, I have, you know, three or four friends that don't work out at all. And we have a great relationship, X, Y, Z. And I said... I think you're limiting yourself. Mm, yeah. Is what I responded to him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he said, you know, I disagree. I don't need to have people, everybody that works out around me. Um, and I think people took it a little bit more bodybuilding right, than right. dude, I don't care if you hike, I don't care if you ride a bike or if you run. I'm talking about just you need to be able to push your brain and your body at the same time with extreme focus. Yeah. If you cannot do that for an hour, you are limiting yourself in a mental capacity as well. There's no way you're going to be able to push yourself in photography or push yourself outside making designs or, you know, whatever mentorship, you know, endeavors you want to, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. you're limiting yourself because your body is not in a place where it's operating on the same wavelength Mm -hmm. as your brain. Does that make sense? They're connected. Absolutely. You know, and if we're not pushing ourselves in one way, we're not pushing ourselves the other way either. Physically take care of yourself. Do you feel that the easiest route, my opinion, the easiest route of self-improvement every day is just having some sort of physical output or sweating of some sort? Solves a lot of problems. Do, 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 Do you feel like that? What do you feel like the easiest measure of 
I guarantee you can get a little bit better today if you do this. For for me, it is sweating. It's having some sort of sweat. Sweat, yeah. And, and I think I'm glad you said that because it's different for everybody. Yeah. Um, just based on you know what they like to do and shit like that. Um, personally, I think it's whatever you love to do where you don't think about anything else. Mm. So you don't have any distractions because you love this so much you can't stop thinking about it when you're doing it. Whether that's during your sweat, your training session, you love to sweat and you love to do that. It's so focused that it's so healthy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, for Cameron, whatever he, he's able to just exclude himself, the world doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, f- and for me, like, you know, I love meditating. I love being by myself. And then when I'm by myself and meditating, I have never felt more creative flow in my entire life. And then I start designing. And then the world doesn't exist. Five, four or five hours go by mm-hmm. and it's like, holy shit, it's midnight. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that's it all the time. That's what you need yeah. to yeah. figure out and find. Yeah. So that's the honey hole. Right. Talk to me about your relationship with a flow state then. So it sounds like when you're recording someone or when you're shooting someone, you're able to kind of find that flow state. I think that's what Brandon was referring to. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's definitely um uh, um, recording, yes. Uh, also editing, mm-hmm. right? Editing, ah, editing. It's it's it's. You get down this hole. What's that look like for you, man? I go into my office. I light a candle. Uh, turn my lights on. Well, turn one light on. Dim the lights. Get the room set. Um, and no, I'm gonna be here for a while. Mm-hmm. And I use a while. Uh, anywhere from like four to six hours. Uninterrupted. Uninterrupted. I'm in the so chair. Sober looking. state of mind. Are you caffeinated? Do you smoke a little bit? Uh, don't smoke. Uh, not sometimes caffeinated. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really affect me that much. Uh, I'm definitely. I don't know the the psyche behind this, but I'm definitely a night person. Yeah. Um, like like five to like eleven, mm-hmm. I'm locked in. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is, and it's literally it's it's a dark room. It's my monitor, mm-hmm. and I'm just editing, and it's awesome. There's. Something to be said about some recent research that's suggesting cortisol pattern differences in individuals sure. that actually trace back to when we were in the womb. Mm-hmm. Um, our cortisol patterns, as they can be altered and shifted, but a set genetic baseline that you are going to follow is when your mom was stressed out or when she was relaxed when you were in the womb. So you might be a night person, maybe when your mom was pregnant with you. Mm-hmm. She was more active in the evening time in terms of her cortisol output. That as fascinating to think yeah, that, that, that really transferred is. onto you. Yeah. Um, and actually, this happens before conception as well in the sperm DNA from your father. And where he, you know, where, where, where his cortisol patterning was. And then it combines with your mom's cortisol pattern yeah. was, which is commonly somewhat synced up. Right? Yeah. And then that can carry on and transfer to you yeah. as a child. That's crazy. And then, you know, That's it, crazy. It, yeah, into adulthood. Because I have the hardest time waking up. Like yeah. I'm talking, I'm a zombie in the morning. I don't care if I got eight hours or four hours of sleep. Yeah. I am a zombie. And so like, it, it can be changed, but it takes so much because yeah. how old are you? 25. So for 25 years, mm. for 25 years, this is how you've been. Sure. 
How could you expect to break that pattern in 25 days? I know, I know. You know, it's something you've been doing for so long. Which is interesting because um, for a long time, there has been research that routine setting takes about 26, 28, you can say a month right, right. of consistency. Mm-hmm. And that gets you, um, you know, that, that, that gets you to a place of having the, the discipline of routine in check. Right. To your point, if you've been like this for 25 years and even before for like nine months while you were, sure. you know, being baked in your mom right, <laughs> to right. becoming an actual baby, that's ready to, to come into the world. It's fascinating how long that's going. That's going to take years and years of new integration um, because I talk about how malleable the brain is and and going about neuroplasticity and and leveraging those outputs for us. But this is a little bit deeper. This is like a DNA thing. This is mm-hmm. a new sequencing. Mm-hmm. This is um, a genetic item that was passed down. Right. So that's fascinating. But back to the realm of flow state. Mm-hmm. You get into this, you have music playing. Yep. Okay. And is this music pretty consistent day over day? Or would you say that you'd change the music based on your mood? It's beta waves. Yeah. It's beta waves. It's a yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. It's just a constant yeah. like sound. If you look up beta, I don't know if you know what that is. Yeah. That are like lo-fi music. Very. Uh, oh, no way. That's mm-hmm. what I listen to when yeah. I work. I just very put lo-fi on. Low BPM, low past music, very bass. And it's just very relaxing music sometimes mm-hmm. even like rainfall yeah i'll listen to now it's hard to do that when you're video editing uh-huh. well yeah that that stuff just makes you so calm mm-hmm. and you are your most creative when you are not, not stressed, stressed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and so the environment plays a huge role in that and that's one thing i wanted to you know touch on your energy is what allows you to change mm-hmm. if you are not energetically ready to change from an all-encompassing perspective, it might take you years. But for the people that are energetically ready to change from an all-encompassing standpoint, it could happen in three weeks. As long as everything is aligned, as long as you got your your sound waves on, mm-hmm. you know, you, you got your candle lit and you're able to dim the lights, whatever that looks like for you, mm-hmm. as long as you're able to do that, Dude, you could do anything. Anything. The important part is us configuring what that looks like for ourselves. Mm-hmm. The environment that that looks like, the the um our mental activation and where we are at from a place of mental, we can't force things that aren't there. Right. I think oftentimes people want to well, from eight to ten, I'm gonna do this. And from ten to twelve, I'm gonna do that. So I hate that. So yeah. so so there's part of routine that's like, okay, this is routine that's flexible. We know that this routine has to get us to this point. Um, as the day flows and our mood flows and, and the day just unfolds. Understanding yourself and how you operate to a, to a place where you can then fit your routine in. So when I wake up to when I go to bed. Every single day, there's things that need to get done. I know that they're going to be leveraged best at certain times of the day for them to get done, but I don't have this whole 1 p.m. I'm doing this, 2 p.m. So you guys saw the content room that Jill and Christian are creating in my house. That is for the purpose of when I create content, I want to be in this flow, like what you're talking about. And man, I hit it. And it happens out of nowhere. Yeah. And when I hit it, I hit it hard. And it's so much more authentic. And I think you said something so important is people, 
need to understand themselves. Yeah. And yes. people don't take the time to learn themselves by, yep. they don't ask them why they're, why they're the way they are or what they like or what flow, how to get in this flow state. Yeah. They tell themselves rather than understanding themselves, I am this way. This is how I operate. Yep. This is what they tell themselves. Mm-hmm. I don't digest carbs. Right. Like things like that. They you're believe telling, that story. Right. You're, you're creating your own story mm-hmm. and you don't even take the time to look internally what your story is. Mm-hmm. And if you can understand what makes you feel calm. Right. For me, it's not what Cameron likes. Right. I, my music's way loud. Mm-hmm. Um, you know why I ain't come to play the TV out and snapping. I like the yeah. upbeat, like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. energy. Yeah. Right. That's what puts me in my flow. Yeah. In my like yeah. tune edge outage. That's, yeah. But I understand that about myself. Yeah. You know, so if you look in and to try and figure out why you are the way you are, you'll have so many more answers for everything else. Yeah. I think that's beautiful. Yeah. But before you take advice from the greatest speaker or influencer out there, yeah. you know, that you got to wake up and do this thing and all this, you know, winners are only made at 4 a.m. or whatever yeah, yeah. the hell yeah, yeah, that yeah. means, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, figure out for yourself what works best for you. Your flow state, like you said, that's a good way to put it. I never thought about that. And and I figured out for me, it works this way. And for Brandon, it works that mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. And there's no right or wrong answer. If you can get shit done in your best way possible, do that. Mm-hmm. I'm I, I, Maybe I'm not a morning person. Mm-hmm. And that, I'm okay with that. I'm a mm-hmm. night person. That's just the yeah. way I am. And that's, I mean, there's, nothing, there's no right or wrong answer. Find out for yourself. That's another cool point. I, we talk about that. Him and I talk about this all the time because obviously, you know, we were really close friends before we got into business together. Um, there's no, I, there's no such thing as right or wrong. It doesn't exist. It's there. I mean, how to drive on the road. Sure. You know, but even to an extent, bro, you have no idea what's going on in that guy's mind in his car where is he late or is his wife giving birth or it's not right or wrong. He's just has a different objective than you. You know what Hamlet's I mean? So, razor. So, Are you familiar with that? Yeah, yeah. We talked about this on the Grower Diet a long time ago. We did a podcast a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Make See? sure to check that out. When Brandon was co-hosting the podcast before he moved, we did an episode on Hamlin's razor. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. That makes you happy you remember that? Yeah, of course. That's a very important point. No, yeah. We, it, it was also one of the other ones we were doing, uh, What Makes People Tick or what was yep. it? Yep. Uh, yep. Something like that. Yeah. Uh, things that make Grind us, your gears. Things that grind our gears. Yeah, yeah. dude. What yeah. Throwback. But, you know, Cameron's not wrong because he thinks a certain way. Yeah, right. And people get offended when you don't see eye to eye with so your mad. with your opinion. And it's so frustrating, bro, because if you could just ask like, okay, instead of, dude, what the heck? What do you mean you do that this way? Let me understand you. Let me ask you what made you think that was the right way to do it or that's the most effective way to do it. And you're like, bro, that's crazy. That's how you were raised. Your parents did it that way. And it's so much deeper than like, I'm right, you're wrong. He's not wrong for the way he dresses. Mm-hmm. This is just like what he's originated from his life. Right. Is how That's I how like express. You know what I'm saying? Like, and if you could just understand mm-hmm. what somebody else was thinking and why they were thinking it, we'd have way less angry people in the world. Way less, be- way more, way better conversations. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You know how much more fun it is to ask somebody like, "Okay, that's interesting. Why do you load the dishwasher like that?" And that's why we're friends. It's not he, right or wrong because he asked me the questions. It's not right or wrong. It's just, it's, it's a perspective shift. Why did you think that outfit looked the best? Like when, let me hear what you were thinking when you put that together. Let me hear why you made this edit in this video. Mm-hmm. You know, what's your mind looking like in there? Cause all I can see is like, I would have done it this way. 
You know what I'm saying? And that's when that confrontation comes in and people get upset. And then he's really, he's really good at digesting and receiving what I'm saying. He doesn't get offended. And I think that's one of the things that's always made us click is when I challenge him and he challenges me right back with different ideas, I'm not offended that he thought my, my idea was shit. Mm. He's just like, well, okay, this is what I would have done. And I'm like, okay, why, why would you have done it that way? And now dude, you get smarter doing that. Yeah. You get smarter because you're open to different concepts and ideas. I'm not a designer. He's not an editor, but we talk, we have discourse about these topics and we become better in those things individually. Yeah. And that's something that I've always said for a long time. I don't care how smart, successful, ugly, beautiful anybody is, you can learn from absolutely everybody that you are in contact with ever, whether it's a homeless man that you look at and you and you learn, you digest. I don't know what his story's like. I don't know what he went through, but I understand that I don't want to be that. That's learning. You're training yourself some like to you don't want to do that. Right. And so if we could just open up the lens a little bit more to understand more and be more open to different concepts, everybody would be just more authentic in themselves. There's no greater display of self-belief yet also self-confidence than someone who is curious. And as I have grown Mm -hmm. into whatever version of myself I currently am, I have found myself gravitating towards curious individuals because I think it's because of that belief and confidence. And I'm very impressed with the curiosity that you've both developed, even you since I've seen you last mm-hmm. to now. Because obviously, like when you talk on text or face, I'm just not right. the same. No. But both of your curiosities are vastly expanding. And I admire that in both of you guys. But to wrap this portion of the conversation up, I think it is very important to be surrounding yourselves with individuals who have the curiosity because we should want to continually have that be growing that within ourselves. And if you're someone who listens to the Grow or Die podcast now, this is episode like 310 or so that we're recording right now. You've gotten through all of these episodes. You're likely a very curious individual. But the most important part of this conversation is you need to be really open-minded to accept the curiosity from people. So Danielle will ask me questions that how Brandon is for you. That's kind of Danielle to me. She asked me questions that no one else asked me mm. that make me really think about it is. It's actually simple things like, why do you load the dishwasher that way? So simple. It, but that's a gateway to why do I put, the groceries in the fridge in the manner of which I do? Why do I prioritize um, things in my daily schedule the way that I do? Mm -hmm. And I think this is a a really fascinating point for people to be able to take home. And so before we left this portion of the conversation to get into some funny LOLs that I want to chat about, I think that it's important to note that 
being an open-minded and a curious person is going to really exacerbate your growth because now we're learning from everyone around us and our our network becomes more orbital rather than just like solo in nature Mm -hmm. and we can get so much further as a pack than we can ourselves yeah it develops those relationships so much deeper Mm -hmm. when you ask those questions because you you know, you understand them a little bit more, mm-hmm. whether it's a, a romantic partner or, you know, one of your friends or even your parents, mm-hmm. you know, asking them those questions can really help develop on a deeper level that connection. And dude, there's nothing better in the world than human, deep human connection. I wish everyone was curious. Mm-hmm. I wish everyone was. You, you brought up the point of people being offended um, through social media. So there's this current trend that is ongoing that I think is just so strange. And Cameron, as a videographer, I know that it's something that you have seen and yeah. likely experienced as well. But this trend of call-out culture that girls have with men at the gym who are in the background of their videos looking at them, whatever, and they make a scene out of it or they post them to expose them, whatever. And what I find so interesting about this is I saw this one where this girl was doing um, really poor RDLs. Um, <laughs> and tr- you know, her shorts were literally inside of her butt. Mm-hmm. And, you know, part of her, a large part of her butt was out. And this man behind her, this middle-aged, maybe older gentleman, was looking over. And she calls this a scene about it. I hate to be that guy. But here's the reality of, of our nature. When a woman is showing her body exposed, it's rather difficult to not look when she's like bending over in this exercise with things exposed. It's like not from a sexuality standpoint. It's from a like, what is going on over here standpoint? Mm -hmm. It's not dissimilar from when I walk downtown in Austin and like, yo, I don't want to look at this homeless person that is literally going through an episode of manic right now. Mm -hmm. But like, you got to acknowledge the fact that it's happening right now. Like this mm-hmm. is, uh, this is insanity. Mm-hmm. Like I, this is a clown outside of the circus. Sure. Yeah. And I, I think that this has become, this become as a masculine male, things like this call out culture makes like approaching women very difficult, dating new women, very difficult being your authentic selves. When you're in conversation with women, very difficult. I find myself, I, make a feminine can I make a feminine connection every single day. Yeah. Every like I'm in downtown Austin. I'm around. I go to three different coffee shops. I work. They're working. We're all good looking. We're all in the same vicinity doing the same things. Let's be buds. Right. But I find myself over ensuring that I am being of the utmost respect when like, let's be honest at the end of the day, it would be funny as hell to make a joke right now. Yeah. But how, how is she going to take it? Am yep. I going to get yep. And not to mention, you know, there's unfortunately been people that have like exposed my location on, um, you know, social media platforms in a hateful manner. So it makes me put my guard up even more. Protect yourself. But irregardless of that, it is a very difficult situation to be as a man. Mm-hmm. And obviously you guys are both in very committed relationships and very, I, lo- I love seeing the health of each of your relationships, the way you talk Thank about you. your partners. It's yeah. fucking insane. Like that. Yeah. Brandon and Shannon, that's my favorite relationship <laughs> that I know. Truly you guys are very imperfect and that makes you very perfect. Yeah. But 
That being said, there's men listening to this podcast. They're like, they need help. Sure. All right. You're a man. Cute girl. Gym, coffee shop, store, mm-hmm. whatever, wherever. Brandon, how are you approaching? I always do my best to make a comfortable connection. Mm-hmm. And I talked about this before, whether it's, you know, something they're wearing from like, your shoes are cool. Um, you know, depending on the location, what we're at, what we're doing, um, could be a festival, could be a show, you know, you like this song, how long you've been listening to this artist, some little tiny connection like that. But I think the energy is most important. The energy needs to be calming and welcoming. And that's something that I've always honestly, I've prided myself on having that safe energy. Mm-hmm. Girls, girls just want to feel safe. Sure. That's it. And the people that get upset on those, in those videos, it's because they don't feel safe. And again, you don't know what someone's went through, why they feel unsafe in a video or whatever it is. And I do think- Are you I sure? Do, I, hold do on, I do actually hold feel on, unsafe? Hold on. I do think now with social media, it is more for the video doing viral, the video going this. Because, That's how I interpret Right. I do, I, do, I do think to an extent- Because it's guaranteed virality. Guaranteed. It's going to get attention. Virality. From the the feminine support oh system God, is, is feminism is is, is more it's 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 huge right yeah um, so they know that's gonna do you know numbers not saying that there's not instances where like that one girl that you had on your roster where she got actually you know attacked in yeah. her in apartment yeah there are instances like that where you create this like this could happen right and so the energy needs to be safe mm-hmm. it needs to be welcoming you're not a predator. You're not somebody that's trying to cause harm and be okay with objection. That's the next thing is like, you have to be okay with her not wanting to chat. Yeah, You know, it's not do or die that you, you get, you get a number or her not wanting to chat. Um, it's, it's, it's all about how you, your energy comes off. The feeling of, of being safe. We all know that feminine energy craves a masculine energy that's able to make them feel very safe. Um, I believe there's two parts to this energy, massive part. And that's kind of the overarching umbrella here. One is what are your intentions? If your intentions are hot girl, love to hook up with her. Let me go chat. Dude, your energy off the gate. You can she, feel that. You can feel that. You can feel that, bro. When a girl walks up like that, we yeah. can feel that. When a guy walks up like that, you can feel that. And instantly, if she has any value to her as a woman, unless you are just like remarkably good looking, like off the charts good looking. Well, no. You wouldn't be here for advice anyways if you were. Yeah. They, you got to be the hottest dude in the world to like walk <laughs> up to a chick and yeah. like with that energy and like she's going to be down with it. If she has any value to her, there's going to be some layers that you're going to have to kind of strip down. Mm-hmm. And um, the intention, my opinion, is so important. Just making friends, just making connection, whatever it might be. That being said, number two, the tone. So that's my struggle because I've got this voice. I've got this really like deep and intimidating voice. <laughs> what voice? I know. And I've actually been cognizantly aware of trying to 
soften it, soften it mm-hmm. on content in this podcast. I've been, oh, I've been, I think about it, but like, like right now, this is the softest I can make my voice sound. Like mm-hmm. this is my, like, this is not, it's not comfortable for me to like hit these tonalities. Well, I feel safe. So <laughs> <laughs> you feel safe. So I won't let anything happen. <laughs> um, but when you, it's the, the the tone in which you approach the conversation is so important. So you can't approach it like a little pansy or else you're going to be friend zoned out the gate. Well, you got to ask again, what, what is the intention? Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I think, and Cameron probably has something to say about it. Dudes come blazing and they think that like you're going from A to Z, like anything quality takes time to develop. You got to make a little, you know, Hey, how's it going? Yep. See you here all the time. My name's Brandon. Yep. Um, Something like that. Next time you say you see her, say what's up, like your shoes. Develop, t- be patient. Be patient. If you see a girl at the gym regularly, that's the best way to approach it, in my opinion. I see her all the time. Like you're putting in work. Like I'm Justin. What's your yep. name? Uh, Saw you were making progress last time. You were doing the RDLs, yeah. or you know, you're you're killing it. Your your delts look crazy. Shape looks cool. Like whatever it is, bro. This be authentic. If there's an interest that develops there. You'll I know. promise you, she'll You'll she'll know. allow you to know. Yeah. The conversation but will carry. It absolutely will. She she won't want it to die. What do you think, Cameron? How do you feel about how do you feel about the current culture of men are fighting this battle mm. of other men who have ruined it for them? The catcalling nature has ruined sure. it for them. The you go out and you have some drinks with the girls and this guy won't leave you alone, ruined it for them. So women walk around with this heightened sense of security, which is not a, a bad thing. A heightened sense of physical security is a great thing for a female yeah. to have. Yeah. But great. you're battling a heightened sense of emotional security in a creature of a female human that is already very heightened with her right. emotional security. I, I think the, the first and foremost thing is context clues and reading the room. Right. If yeah. if you're kind of getting an energy that this girl and you have to be aware of it, like this girl is um, aware of, of, of how she's acting and she's not acting so standoffish or she's she, you can you can hear in her voice. She feels like safe or comfortable talking with you. You can figure it out if you're good at, you know, yeah. being aware of how women communicate with men and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, the problem that we run into is the clash is that, you know, we have this masculine and feminine energy, but we also have double standards, too. Oh, chat about the double standards. It's be- like the whole the whole filming thing, right? If a guy was filming himself deadlifting and a woman looking at him, and but he bashed the woman, right? He's deadlifting and she's looking at him like, whatever, and he bashed her on the video. Yeah, people would ring him in a bad I've way. I never thought about that. So that's kind of where we're at, right? But then we can also say like, oh. I do believe in masculine energy. Like, I, I mean, that's, you know, men and women are different kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. So where do we draw the line? Right. Like, I think it all comes down to society things. I think the women are doing it for a reason. Men don't want to do it because they don't give a fuck. Right. right. Or they like when women look at them. Yeah. Right. That could be it too. Validation thing. Right. So this is an interesting point that I've never thought about. Mm. When Thomas and I film, mm. some at the gym, and we review the footage, and there's like a female in the back, like looking. Sure. We take it oh, as yeah. she's respecting the work. Sure. 100%. Oh, yeah. But I, the- I have videos at the gym of me deadlifting with literally Dominique, one of my really good friends, like behind me in an angle where it looks like she could be checking me out. And never once 
have I seen, I, I sent it to her and like played with her, like in an LOL manner, but like never once have I seen something like that. And it was like, now why wouldn't you bash her? Why? Because I have of, fucking integrity, dude. I just, I give people the <laughs> benefit of the doubt that I think exactly. Hanlon's razor. She, she's watching me train because what are we doing? We are at the gym sure. where everyone's working out. It's just like Bro, when you're I driving yeah. on the highway or you're yeah. watching other people drive. Yes, yes. Because you have to be cognizantly aware of what's going on. I don't think these now are there creepy men. Yeah. We can get that out of the way. Moving forward, I don't think that these people have these insane intentions of, I'm going to look at her butt, I'm going right. to look at her pussy while she's deadlifting sure. in hopes that she's going to whatever, I'm going to look at her pussy while she's deadlifting, I'm going to fap off. Yeah. That's not a thing that's happened. No, you, we got to remove that fu- that whole idea that, number one, all men are creepy. Correct. Yeah. That's got to be removed because yeah. that's- that I don't is, even think about creepy women, but there's definitely right. creepy women. And it's weird because- like, Women are creepier than men. For sure. Zero <laughs> doubts about it. No, you cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. You cannot convince me otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> women are creepy yeah. because they can get away with it. Right. Sure. And nothing happens. Nothing negative happens. You know how many times I and I know you guys can attest to this. You guys are both big guys. Yeah. You stand out. You're how many times we get grabbed? Yeah. Oh not my even god. Just oh. At a club. Not even just at a club. Yeah. Oh. Just anywhere. Yeah. No. Oh. Grab or my biceps. Or just my biceps. My shoulders. Rub my shoulders, dude. Oh yeah. yeah. I'm I, last night at Drake. I'm last night at Drake. Two times this happened. One from in front. One from in back. This girl just started like dancing and like kind of putting her butt on you and stuff. Sure. And it's like I didn't fucking ask for that, and I don't want to dance to. I don't want to ask yeah. for that. If I went up and I started just like putting my dick on some chick. Mm-hmm. Oh you're my. Ca- you're catching a case. Oh yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. And it happened two times. And it's not like I'm some crazy fucking good looking dude some people might think i am some people might think i'm not but that happened in two instances just at a drake concert where i was just simply there for one reason one reason only i'm there to watch this guy perform mm-hmm. but if i do that right. if i just put my dick on someone right yep. and not to mention like you go out you know on sixth street here on a friday night sure. oh we're getting touched mm-hmm. oh we're getting touched up mm-hmm. too. yeah yeah and the assumption it, that i want to get touched no, I don't. I don't want yeah. that external validation. I didn't, I didn't, come, I didn't come here for, for you. No, I'm here with my boy. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here, here at Brandon. Yeah, and exactly. Shots and fucking have yeah. a good time. Oh, dance not, around. I'm not exactly. here to dance. No, if, I'm, if, I'm, if I want to dance with you, I'm going to very much let you know. Right. But I, man, the call-out culture just destroys it for men. For sure. And I feel like it makes men, you know, those deep-rooted insecurities we were talking about earlier, we right. all have this insecurity yeah. of rejection. And we have this insecurity of not being able to attract an appropriate female partner. Well, this insecurity is getting fed by social media right now, and we're not even doing anything wrong mm-hmm. right. with these people. Oh yeah, I, you got an insecurity to to go approach some girl when you you pro- you might not even ever been rejected before, but you've never even approached it before because you've watched situation after situation that has made you so fearful of being rejected or being uh, put on camera or you know made fun of. Right. for what you said or whatever it is. like, And that's so shitty because the only way you can get good at anything is by trying right. and by learning what works. And some dudes are too afraid to even try yep. because some girls have blasted other dudes who quite frankly might have been creepy, yep. but that has ruined it for right. the men that are actually trying to be good men. Right. I agree with that. So let me ask you, where's in a, where's the most surprise? I have my, let me share mine first. If I was in Austin, I've told, I told some of my, uh, some of my male friends this, I've never done it. If I was in Austin, I would meet girls around town lake. 
like how you approached the models last night for your apparel. Mm-hmm. That's how I'd meet chicks. Yeah. Everyone walks, uh, you know, around that that uh, time frame around the same time at night. There's every time I go for a walk, you probably pass 10, 15, like, you know, relatively attractive women. Um, but what I, what they, what the pushback always is, is, well, they got their headphones in, they got their music in. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, it's a little creepy on a trail. Like you're passing a girl, she's over there, you're over here and you're like kind of wave, like get her attention. Is that a little creepy? No. How what, is gonna it, do what, it? what if she passes you, you turn around, how do you get her attention? You're can't, coming up from like behind her. She passes you and you're like, dude, I really need, like you were saying with, with Megan Davis yesterday, she passed you and now you want her to model your shirt. Yep. But it's like, how do I go get her attention? So, so you, you pass her and you're like, shit. I should talk to that girl. How is it in the least creepy way um, to approach her? Tap her on the shoulder. Yeah, you, you, it's the only way to do it. Me. How else are you going to do it? You got to be polite. Excuse me. Hey, I couldn't help but notice your shoes are really cool. Yeah. You know, at that point, hold no, on. no, no, no. Hold, hey hold on, hold on, hey God. hold on. I hold, need to push back or something or something. What she's listening to, like hey, I got this really dope podcast that I've been listening to okay. lately. I'm not sure what, what you know what you're listening to. You should really try it out. Something to make a connection. Like you got a headphones in, you're listening to something. I've got to push back a bit on that. If we approach a girl, we tap her on the shoulder for it. There's one reason we did it. One reason only. And it's get, not because her shoes are cool. I think, I think we need to cut to the chase of, I know this is a really long shot. I, I, I agree with that. But I think like you're... Your beauty captivated me. Like, I'm going to be 100. If there was even a chance we could maybe, like, meet each other over a mm-hmm. coffee, mm-hmm. maybe take down my Instagram, or I could take down your number, Instagram. I think jumping sure. to the number is a little difficult when yeah. Instagram is um, such an easy messaging platform. She might not want to get her It takes the pressure out. off of it. It takes the pressure right. off of it. You can unfollow me at any time. You don't need to follow me back anytime. Maybe I get your Instagram. I can set up a coffee date. Yeah, that's a good like, idea. And we can meet from there. I like it, that. See, I would start before that, though. Yeah. If, I, if we were walking... And we made eye contact and we like get a little smirk to each other. Yeah. That's my green light. You got to, yeah, he, yeah. Read That's my green thing, light. Yeah. Right. See, like. I wouldn't it, ask a random, uh, uh, an energy, an energetic standpoint that right. didn't feel like. Right. Like there was an extra like double take or like an extra long look. Look, I wouldn't smirk. say something about your shoes if I felt like you were like, didn't even notice Good me. point. Yeah. So it's, it's got to be an energetic thing. There'll be one in another mile. Same thing with, you know I mean? with Megan Davis. Yeah. The, the, I saw her and like, I looked back, she looked back and I was like, something just told me like, I should ask that girl yeah because of like the energy that was kind of communicated, right. you know, just by looking at each other. Right. You're not just going to ask a, I mean, it's tough in this, in that, in that environment to just cold approach it is and go off of no energy at all what if she's what if she walked by you and she was looking down the whole time so that's a tough one like the people in their fucking phones sure that's brutal but honestly that turns me off so bad we're in nature you walked for a hundred steps towards me and the whole time you're done here like nah we're not want to talk to her we're not anyway fit anyways yeah like, you yeah. might be cute but we're not fit anyways mm-hmm. let me say if I was at that Drake concert last night, the time that you would have met Megan on the bridge, that's around the time I would have been walking. If I would have walked up and I, <laughs> and I saw this, I would have thought that I'm on the craziest acid trip of all time. I would have had to check and make sure like, 
I'm like here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I'm good. Right. Right. Before seeing that, that would have been absolutely insane. It yeah. wasn't, it was a crazy interaction. But you're talking about that energetic exchange. You know what's funny? When you when you start practicing and understanding energetics and whatnot, you realize you're able to like send energy. Oh, hundred percent. You can, I mean, your eyes, uh-huh. your eyes uh-huh. are are a gateway to your soul. Body. Open your up the shoulders to yeah. somebody and you're opening Do you want to hear something fascinating? And this is going to make make both of you. I've never told, told you this. When you say what's up to a guy walking towards you on the street, it's somebody that you kind of recognize or you want to show respect for. You head nod up. You show, you, you, you show your jugular as a vulnerable thing. Like a what's up? Yeah. Somebody you don't necessarily know or respect. Nod down. You nod down. Fascinating. It's fascinating because now you're going to recognize it. Wow. You see somebody that you know at the gym. That's that's like instinctual animal. Like it, it is. No it is. way. It I definitely is. do that at Everybody the gym. does. Oh, Everybody yeah. does. And it's somebody that like you've never seen before. Hey guys, back to me at the gym. That's never that you've never seen before at the gym. It's it's a it's one of those walking by. Like, how you doing? Hey. So you did to a chick. You know, I mean, I'm not saying I'm not. Oh, saying okay, this just. Me. But I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Up, to your to your point. <laughs> yeah. Stop, uh, shorty. Stop, shorty. What you doing? My baby was popping. <laughs> Let me see that neck. This fucking jugular. <laughs> no, no. Uh, just you to, how big that apple just, is. Just to your just to your point that like you can communicate without communicating. Yeah. Fascinating. And like yeah, yeah, yeah. just through your eyes, you can soften your eyes. You can like yeah. small smirks. Just yeah. Your body language is a little bit softer. Somebody that's like. Stiff, you know yeah. what I mean. Just you—you you can definitely create that energy yep. to give yourself a better opportunity to be successful. Yeah. And you will never be successful though if you don't have confidence in yourself to be successful. Sure. If you can't see yourself getting the number or seeing yourself at that coffee coffee day or whatever you're trying to achieve, you can't see it happening. Never will. Question for you: Why is it so much easier to talk to men than it is women, and why is it so much easier for women to talk to women than it is for men in terms of a cold call situation? Why do you think that relation? You can relate to him. I can relate to a guy. There's a good chance that I've. You think it's like the masculine energy versus like they just. I don't know because I I, I have. I feel I feel easier talking to females if I'm being honest. I feel like it's easier for me to really? talk to girls. I've had female friends that are easy to talk to. I I think it's a, a societal thing. Uh, from you know we're on the flip side of a minority for females are you know but 50 years ago, uh, society bracketed them as lower than men. Yeah. And so, and it's funny because we're on the whole flip side time, of that. They've been. It's funny because the whole time women have been in charge. Sure. And what's interesting is the feminism movement did nothing to help them actually get ahead. The reality of women stepping into powerful positions into their own lives, yeah. empowering themselves through their education, their knowledge. That's what pushed them ahead. Mm. But I agree with you. Yeah. I feel like women are the ones really like leading leading they, they have they women have the gateway to us to pro to, to procreate oh women yeah, are the bro. gateway for what comes tomorrow for the future do you guys know in korea right now what's happening mm-hmm. with their population mm-hmm. in a hundred years there's going to be one in the middle. like 10 percent of the Koreans that there are now on the world because they have so much infertility issues. They're not having children. They're not trying to have children. They're just like going about life, not reproducing, not, nothing. It's going to drop by like 90% over the next hundred. You guys, that that's fat. A hundred years? Uh-huh. Nin, that was 1923, you guys. Like yeah. there's people alive on this earth that are well over, that are a hundred years 
around that time, like, I mean, shit, my grandparents, like 85, 88, like that's almost like my grandparents' lifetime. Korean population is dropping off so significantly that there's not really going to be many of them left. No. You wonder what it's due Why? to. Yeah. No. I'm not sure. It's a deep rabbit hole you can dive into. I'm not. I, I'm not sure. I feel. I have. I'm not sure. I feel comfortable putting things out sure. into a place where thousands of people are going to listen to it and mm -hmm. take it. Mm -hmm. I have some hypotheses and theories, but none of them are like ironclad. Mm -hmm. You would think that we're nearing the time frame of when Asian cultures were struck by the Hiroshima and Nagasaki. We know that there's very high rates of cancer and things over in those areas. Obviously, that entire region was really struck by what went down. There was radiation that has mm -hmm. occurred and runoff that has occurred and a lot of resources around that time. Their culture is very intense in terms of partnering sexually, mm -hmm. romantically, um, that their culture is very task oriented as well. Their culture is very, just very concise. Sure. It's not something you would consider maybe free spirited. I also, I don't want to speak too so firmly on this because right. I haven't been there. Sure. Right. I haven't stepped foot there. I would love You're not to. Korean. Wow. Yeah. Not Korean. <laughs> yeah. But it's insane. Um, you know, obviously the, the CEO of, um, all of my operations, um, he is, he's Korean. And so I chat with him about, you know, some of this stuff and yeah, I mean, it's something that's calls for concern. Mm. Um, it's, it's extremely intense. Like your population will drop off by, that means in another hundred years, if it drops off by another 90%, that's a 1% of the population that there is there right now mm. in the world, that cult, that's a culture and, and Culture death is a bad thing. Mm. Like all of our cultures blend together to create the next wave of society, the next movements, the next thought processes, the next food, the next entertainment, the next everything. The evolution. The next evolution. And we're going to be missing a massive part of that You're as right. Korean culture right. oh, yeah. is apparently dying off. I think that's absolutely insane. The last thing I wanted to chat about since we chatted about reinventing ourselves, mm. we chatted about the call out culture. Very quickly, Billy McFarland is relaunching this fire festival, which we chatted about very uh, briefly before the podcast. Brandon's actually not familiar with the whole fire festival situation, but Cameron, my consumption yeah. of this, yeah. um, most of you guys are, I have no idea how Brandon missed this. Yeah, yeah. But the fire festival, it was this collaboration of, of entertainment artists that were supposed to come together on this island. This guy, Billy McFarland, put it together. All these celebrities were posting just orange cards on their Instagram with like no caption. Everyone knew what that meant, yada, yada. Yada, yada everyone gets there it's super remote it's not easy to get to and it is not that there's no food resources water resources housing resources as what we're promised right he apparently there was 26 million dollars um he went to prison you know for for four years because he um yeah, he screwed people out, ticket buyers, investors out of $26 million. But he's resurrecting his dream of putting on a bigger and better Caribbean Coachella, is what he's calling it, with Fire Festival 2. Um, tickets start at $500 a pop. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be massive because people but, are going to— But he's making it insanely exclusive. 
So the ticket start at $500 and there's tiers to when you buy and they're going up to $7,999. It's going to be December, 2024. Um, there's, there was only a hundred tickets in the presale. You want to go? Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I wonder the, how it's going to go. It's going to be massive because of the first one. I agree. In the fanfare of yeah. the first one, the allure of, is he going to pull this off? If he even pulls off something that works, yep. this is going to be massive. Legendary. From, legendary that he bounced He has planned most of this from prison. Sure. Most of this one, he just got out. He just got out in 2022. He just got out. This thing's scheduled for December 2024. Most of this was planned when he was literally in prison. Yeah. He's offering $200 hoodies, other merchandise. He is a genius mm -hmm. that is terrifying. It's terrifying that man is running around and people are sending him money. What if the first one was on purpose? It could have been. That's what I was just going to say. Yeah. What if it was all part of the plan just to been. create more hype, more it even demand, to make more like anticipation for it. What if Fire Festival is the next Coachella? What if this thing pops off? You know, the first time around, like Ja Rule was like the head of ops or oh, that's right. some shit. That's right. Yeah. You put Ja Rule in charge yeah, of right. all the people. That's right. And you know, this was huge in New York and it was a status thing in New York. If you had an orange if you had an orange block post on your Instagram, everyone knew what that meant. And you tagged Fire Festival, yada, yada. I'm not real sure how they inhibited just people from posting orange blocks on their page. I guess back then social media was different. Just like now everyone just posted, even if you weren't going or didn't have tickets, right? I'm so, I'm so interested in all this because it's so brand new. Yeah. This you should sound, watch that documentary. This it's sounds like on Netflix. Bro, he fucked these people. Brandon, these people were stranded on an island with no way out, no help, no water, no resources, no shelter. Stages. Storms were coming in. Yeah. How stupid are people to Because it was different. To the hey, and they never got new. money back. But what about, go to, what about going to the next one? Why not just go to Coachella? Would you? Are you considering going? Um, no, I'm just not interested. Why? I need proven commodities. I think I'm not living on the edge, but, but there's a part of our tribal instincts that like want to live on the edge yeah. and like, go fly like Island. yeah, you like, why, why are people into like, um, uh, like BDSM, right? Like sure. why are people into fucking insane shit in the bedroom? Cause mm -hmm. we want to live on the edge, right? Mm -hmm. Cause we all have these traumas mm -hmm. and these traumas make us feel really safe. The edginess makes us feel really safe well, and certain people, things will make you excited. Yeah. So like, that's why we get this sensory of excitement from yeah. like, this might fail and here's $7,999 of my money to see if this thing fails or not. People are down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Me personally, I'm the not risk, down. Yeah. But um, I guess that that trauma side of me was like healed at EDC when I went on the solo adventure. Uh, <laughs> I think yeah. that's kind of yeah. when that was kind of that was my apex. That was my yeah, you're like, oh, I'm done doing this shit. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, since then, you know, it's dropped off. Now you, now, now you you explore it in other ways, though, you know, with like businesses I agree. And, and stuff like that. I agree. You're, but yeah. he, that, that was my height. Mm -hmm. And ever since, I was like, okay, I got nothing left. I climbed the, I climbed Mount Everest mm. by myself. It's like, you know, I'm cool. Yeah. Um, would, would, you, would you go? Would you go? Brandon doesn't know the story well enough. No. You wouldn't go? No. Why wouldn't you go? Uh, probably because the reason you said. I mean, it's risk. just it's just too it's too much of a risk. Okay, are you assuming you're assuming that like an uncalculated risk that's that has no return I, for me? There you go. And it's like, like 
I feel like a lot of people want to be a part of something like that because they want to be a part of it. I agree. I went to the fire festival. I could give oh, a shit about that. Oh, it's going to be bragging right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. For I could give shits about that. Two shits. hundred. Yeah, it's going to be, I couldn't, but if someone walks up to me in January, 2025, like, <laughs> I went to fire festival. I am going to have trillions of yeah, questions for yeah. this person and I'm going to treat them for the next hour. Like they are just a source of information because mm -hmm. I need to know everything. I'll go to the one in 2025. That's what I'm saying. So <laughs> if this one works yeah, yeah. and I see if, some reels. Even, if it <laughs> suffices, right. Oh, 2025, like, yeah, you might see me at Fire Festival because I want to take part. Sure. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't want to miss out. Like now my curiosity, what the fuck is that? For sure. Yeah. I think there's a difference between being curious and ignorant. Yeah. <laughs> a, little, a little fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. No, and you're just, stupid. just an idiot. Stupid, bro. Not like, even ignorant. And then a majority <laughs> of the people, I and mean, you're saying it's very exclusive. Very. Yeah. Like to what demographic? To Is it, is it financial demographic or like invite only type of thing like how 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 is this exclusive that's a good question so the first one was exclusive to an invite only but this one they just opened 100 tickets at the 500 price point and the next 100 is like i think uh, 699 or 799 okay. the next 100 so would be like nine so yeah. let's they're assume, only selling like they're selling less than a thousand or maybe out a thousand tickets or something like that yeah assuming that there's nothing else you could probably use this money for to better your life yourself or whatever the fuck it is assuming that you got the funds to do it and you like to live on the edge. Fuck it. Why not? You'd send it. Yeah, I would. I would. I would. Assuming all of those other things. And I'm not, I'm not, there's definitely other things I'd rather spend yeah, yeah, money yeah. on right now. And, you know, from a business or personal standpoint, like there's other things that are priority. But if I was in a place where I was like, I'm, I'm like, cool. I'm like good with all the stuff I have going on around me. I would be more interested. For sure. Yeah. Interesting. But my priorities are like, and that's like on the third page, maybe. Yep, that makes sense. Interesting. Well, you guys, I appreciate y'all taking out the time for this podcast. This was a lot of fun. Yeah, there were some good insights and uh, there were some fun LOLs with you guys. It's always such a pleasure to chat with you guys. It's amazing to see the growth you guys have undergone. Pivot's just going to continue to go through the roof and that's I'm true. really excited for that. Everyone knows where they can find y'all on Instagram. Absolutely. Brandon Long, Cameron Calderon, Pivot GPA. Just yep. look them up and it's incredible. Also, I'll be in the show notes. But make sure when you are checking out a Pivot that you use code Mahaley to support yours truly. And as always, I'm going to be rocking the news, the newest and most exclusive Pivot gear on this <laughs> podcast. Make sure to be subscribed to the YouTube so that you can stay ahead of the drops and what is going on. There's a women's line that's about to drop soon. November. And it is fire yep, you guys fire. so cameron and brandon men thank you so much thank for you coming sir. on appreciate you Jay. this was a lot of fun and we'll do it again next time y'all are in town yes sir share us love us follow them on instagram subscribe to the tube and we will see you next time peace peace